Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting firm RiderFlex. If you enjoyed today's guest interview, please give it a like and be sure to subscribe to the RiderFlex podcast. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. How are you, Kim? Welcome to the Rider Flex Podcast. I am glad to be here, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. Doing great. Where are you at today? Idaho? We are in, I, we are about 45 minutes east of Boise, Idaho, near the Oregon border. So mm. we are actually, we live um, in the Snake River Valley, overlooking like a beautiful, beautiful oh, valley near, the, near the Snake River. Mm. And then uh, we have offices in, uh, we, we, our mailing addresses in Meridian, but we have offices in Nampa, Idaho. So little small town vibe, uh, but we, we like it. Beautiful area. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, the very first, what I would call dispersed kind of non-paid campsite that my wife and I ever stayed at was on the Snake River. Oh, and nice. uh, that was, that hooked us. I mean, we became, we became campers after that. We were like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's the river is 10 minutes from our house driving. You can see it from our back patio, but just going down to the river and just there's petroglyphs down there and um, just walking by the, there's some peace and serenity that I find just being connected to the earth. And I love the fact that it's so close. Uh, anytime I need a little, a little hit, I head out there and sit on the pier and you know, it, it's, it's wonderful. Now you just need to keep more, you need to keep people out. Don't, nobody needs to move there. By the way, yeah, everything, everything we conversation. just. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It's terrible here. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible there. <laughs> uh, tell me about your family. Where, where you know, mom, dad, siblings, where you grew up, all that good stuff. So I was born in Seattle, Washington, moved around a lot when I was a, a small child. My parents divorced when I was young. And um, my father was an entrepreneur. Actually, he was a he was a headhunter back in those days. That's what that huh? the terminology oh, headhunter. Man. Yeah, and uh, and my and and so I was raised by a single mom, myself and my brother. Moved around quite a bit. Um, lived with family, and it was very disheveled. A very disheveled. Uh, childhood with a, with a lot of changing in schools and things of that nature. Mm. And I knew that um, from that experience, I wanted to grow up and control my, <laughs> my surroundings and my, and my financial future and all of that. So from that, I learned a, a lot. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, a bad experience by any stretch of the imagination. It was just diverse and required me to be able to think on my feet and adapt quickly, get along with many different types of people in many different parts of the country. Um, so, uh, so it was good. Wound up um, spending a lot of time in Florida, spent many decades as an adult in Colorado and love, love, love Colorado and just moved out to Idaho um, about four years ago. Mm. Uh, my, myself and my husband, between the two of us, we have six kids, 10 what? grandkids. 
Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh, so it's your second, yeah. is your second marriage? Yeah, I was, I was married for um, 25 years, 27 years to um, the father of my three children. And um, after a 25 year period decided that we were just not, not uh, at all growing in the same direction. And, and uh, it, it was an amicable situation. It was not at all a dramatic, terrible situation. And, and everyone, you know, the family is still uh, very close and, and all of that. But um uh, it was it was worth it. I I I met my 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 husband currently um, a couple years thereafter, and um, and we're very very. It's uh, I've got him something uh, when we first started dating. It's never too late to live happily ever after. So that's oh. kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Are all the kids grown? Um. Yes. Yes. Everyone has okay. grown. Everyone is on their own. Oh. Uh, various industries. Um. Kind of. All over, mostly still in Colorado though. So we, we head back every year for at least a week to make I the see. rounds, put, put about a thousand miles on a rental car, cruising around the state, seeing everybody. So yeah, nobody, so no, no kids at home right now. Um, actually we have our 14 year old granddaughter with us. She moved wow. to Idaho during COVID because of some of the things that were going on in Colorado just weren't really um, good for her. Uh, with school. And uh, so she came out here and uh, she's thriving and loving it out here. So, yeah. So we're doing that is all it, over again. Is she, uh, is there problems with her parents or her and her parents not getting along? Is there some sort of battle no. going on? No, oh, okay. no, it, it was more so the, the regulatory um, okay. things okay. that were happening in Colorado during that period. So it was much healthier for her to be here. When you met your husband, your current husband, were, were the kids already out of the house or you guys had the little Brady Bunch action going on there at first? What, what was the timeline? I still, I still had the youngest daughter at home. So we met One when daughter. she was, yeah, when she was uh, in high school. So we did oh. get to do some, some fun family thing and we still do. She, she moved out here with us. So we still are having fun with her, but yeah. So not, okay. not the Brady Bunch thing. I, I admire people that can pull that together. That's <sighs> quite, that right. quite a challenge. You got that right. Have you had all six kids with their spouses to Idaho where you live in now? Have you had them all together? That's, I know it's very difficult to do. No, it, it is. And it's a lot easier for us to plunk ourselves in Colorado. Yeah. And, and we have a, we, we, we kind of, we stay like in, in monument and we've got people in Denver, we've got people in Colorado Springs. So we're right along the highway and we just um, okay. zigzag back and forth. It's very difficult when your kids get older. My wife and I have four together. Same thing. We were both married once before. She had two and I had two. Uh, very difficult to get all grown children together at, at the same time. It's just super hard. So uh, for anybody listening, if you have grown children and you can get them in the same house, including the spouses and grandkids, like all together, I mean, hey, God bless you. I mean, yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to do. It uh, is. Very difficult to do. Let me ask you... Um, how old were you when the parents divorced when you were a kid? You said you were young. Were you like three, four, five? Like, what, what are you talking about here? I think I was like 10. I think okay. I was 10 or 11. Ooh, Ooh, that's yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That shaped you a little bit, huh? It, it did. But, but during the time I was, I was glad that it, that it happened because it wasn't, it, it wasn't a happy a environment. Situation. Yeah. But, but, you know, being a child, I did not realize the, the economic ramifications of that. Right. And, you know, back in the, back in the day, my mom was like a secretary. I see. She didn't make very much money. And, and, and so that, that was, that was a challenge. I saw her working so hard, so hard for us. And she, so, you know, a lot of lessons learned because you're paying attention when you're a child and you don't understand completely 
mm-hmm. what's going on or, or what is going to shape you. Um, yes. And it did. So yeah. Were you close to your dad? I was, I was for a period of time. I was always very intrigued and interested in running my own business. He would take me to work with him sometimes. And he had an office with big desks and all kinds of cool stuff. And as a little kid, I thought that was really cool and fun. Okay. Uh, But then after they got divorced, we moved around a lot and we really didn't have a whole lot of contact with one another. Mm, Is your dad still alive? He is still alive, but we still are not very much in communication with one another. This is the time. Now is the time, Kim. When's the last time? When's the last time you reached out to him and said, Hey dad, let's, let's reconcile. When would, what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Um, I don't need that toxicity in my life. I think, I think there's, there's there. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where you're like, Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't think I need that. (laughs) You know, I had this recruiter, (laughs) I had, I had this recruiter that worked for me one time. Um, great girl and uh we had a client that we had a psycho client that she was dealing with and she calls me up and she goes you know i just don't need that experience in my life right now (laughs) yeah that's one of the best lines we use that line now rider flex all the time like we still use it like if we get a bad client or a bad vendor we're like you know i'm just needing that experience in my life right now well (laughs) yeah and and that's that's one of the reasons i think for being in business for yourself is that right. you do you reach a point where you can do that because yes. and 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 the 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 terminology is oh it's just not a good fit it's just not a good fit that means you're crazy and i'm just not <laughs> interested in dealing with this anymore you know but it's it's the politically correct way to to uh it is it, oh, it totally is is uh, one more uh quite a couple more questions on your your family there before we get into personal um is your brother you see around you, you close to him he is he is in uh jacksonville florida so when we go That's, visit the moms the moms are in uh florida and oh. new orleans we make both the rounds moms. and you're and you're current you're, i see so both moms yeah I see. I see. yeah gotcha. Yeah, yeah. My 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 mom is in Florida and my husband's mom is in New Orleans. So we just make a, a southern uh trip down there. But he's in Jacksonville. He's been in there for for many, many years. He is a, a, a an, an IT guy who does very, very high-end engineering. Um, you know, he he was the one that was very, very logical and very, very conservative and very, very, you know, by the book, step by step. And oh, I'm really? the one that would just like go flying off the, you know, oh, let's were give this a rebel? try. And were you the were you the rebel in high school? Did you would you get in trouble? You partied a lot? What what's the high school story for you? You know, I, I never really fit in with any specific group. I floated around every that's a good every thing. group that's, so think, you know the, the jocks the nerds the yeah I, I i but i never really felt that i fit in with oh well i this is my tribe this is my group there never really was that because i i kind of floated around so rebel yeah because i was super over it before i got out of school i love 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 learning i i read okay. Vor- okay. voraciously i love um, any educational, you know, anything documentaries. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly educating myself, but school was not the place to do that for me. Um, I, I started, I started my education after I got out of school and, um, it, I was very fortunate because the timing, you know, the information age and the readily available in the readily available data, information, educational, um, uh, resources were just starting to become more available online. I don't, I don't see, did so, you, did you go to school for your bachelor's? I don't see that on your LinkedIn. 
Nope, I did not. I, I, I got see. straight. I got straight straight out and started various entrepreneurial ventures. So how about that? You know, I, okay. I sold advertising space in the in the publishing industry. Um, I did I did a number of things before launching um, the medical device firm that I founded. Uh, but I was always very intrigued with doing things better. How can we do this better? Let's create an organization to help do that. Plus you had the entrepreneurial bug in there from your early days with your dad, kind of that, that, that seed was in there. Did you get married right out of high school? Did you have kids young? Um, I had my oldest daughter when I was 24. So no, not, oh, okay. not right oh, out, oh, but shortly, okay. shortly thereafter. Okay. And you founded your first company. Let's talk about it. Which, this is the medical device. Talk to me about that. And was your husband, your first husband, was he a co-founder? What, what happened? He, he was actually, I, I drug him in after things started kind of taking off. I, I was really looking for something because we had two of our three children at that, at that time. Okay. And I was very much looking for something that I could um, be flexible and, and be at home, but, but create my own destiny type of thing. And, and through okay. serendipitous events, we ran across a technology that was in rudimentary form in, in light therapy. Um, it was something that had studies behind it. It, it had, it had data behind it, but it didn't have any um, structure, um, business model marketing or, or anything like that. So we, we came across the owner, became very good friends with her and we then licensed it out and, and grew that business to about a $20 million enterprise over a eight year period. Wow. Is this, this was light force therapy? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 20, 20, $20 million business. How about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was a, it was a rocket ship ride. It was a, a $20 million education. Um, eventually that business did implode, um, as a result of just the, the, the direction that we took. I mean, it's, it's quite a, a roller coaster of a story, but it was, it was foundational for me to then pivot to, what I did afterwards and, and what we're doing now. So no, so no big exit where you made uh, somebody offered you a hundred million dollars for it. No, nothing like that. That was the objective. That was the objective. Actually, I turned down, I, I turned down. Oh my gosh. You know, we, we all have those moments. I turned down a uh, contract from someone who wanted to um, license the product from us after we had, I don't even know where we were maybe like at 2 million or something like that. And he was going to offer us $250,000 a month at a minimum. Like he would have to give us at least that. And then he was going to take all distribution, uh, retail globally. And our investors didn't want that. And although, because they had the ability to do that and they thought we'll just do it on our own. And although mm. I had controlling interest in the company, I thought that the guys who had already created a $300 million company knew more than I did about this particular project that wound up being incorrect. I should have taken that deal. I should have taken that deal because that would have given us the cash flow that we needed to overcome the storms that then were, that were heading our direction. So lessons learned. I mean, I, I, I take responsibility for the decisions that were made. I was at the helm, but um, you know, there's a lot yeah. of, yeah. A, a lot of factors involved in, in a manufacturing Was your marriage, business. was your marriage crumbling then as well? Or what, what was the timeline? Is that the same timeline or no? It, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was a stressful situation most definitely, okay. um, because of how that. quick, but, but no, that wasn't the cause or the reason or, or okay. anything. It was quite a bit of time after that. Okay. So what happened? You just shut the business down 2004. Yes. All right. And then you're like, then you're sitting at home having a glass of wine going, what the hell do I do now? 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually quite a, the, the thing that made it so um, painful was that I really did think that that was one of the reasons why I was here on this planet was to help this technology become a household because, because it was using light to relieve pain. It was incredibly effective. There were no side effects. And for people with chronic pain, they're in desperate need of something to help. And mm -hmm. I was very, very passionate about helping those people. And we did. I mean, we helped tens of thousands of people all over the world, but a lot of, uh, you know, when, when you, when you, when you throw your hat into that arena, there's, there's a lot of people with a lot more money that aren't interested in having something, um, non-pharmaceutical relieve pain. So but it, I was, understand, it was quite a, but I understand the emotional attachment around, you thought that was your purpose. Like that was your purpose, yeah. your core purpose yeah, in yeah. life. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, damn, okay. What, what, what's my purpose? I see. Oh yeah. yeah it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but mm -hmm. it was the path then that led to, starting to write about things and just get to get connected through LinkedIn, just in a very, there was no plan behind it. There was no objective behind it. I just started writing and sharing things. Blogs, blogs, comments, posts, whatever. Articles, um, a, a lot of articles. The, the algorithms at that time were really beautiful they, and things changed so much. I've, I've been very good at like seeing what's coming up and what's going to be the thing. And everybody else is like, you know, a year later, they figure it out. So we're lucky that we can, that we can ride those. Um, it used to be if, if you did articles on, on pulse, and then if someone Googled your name, I mean, if I had, when, when you Googled my name at that point, like the three first pages of Google were all my articles from LinkedIn. It was amazing okay. what that did. It no longer does that, but um that was quite powerful. So we what were able year, to ride. What, what year were you starting to do this? And at that time, were you just trying to market yourself or were you starting a business yet? I wasn't marketing myself. I wasn't starting a business. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sharing okay. what I had learned. You gotcha. know, I, I was sharing insights. I, I literally had no structure behind it at all. Can but I, what wound up happening is people would, would want my advice about social media marketing for business. That's, uh, that's how it segued into that. I see. All right. All right. And how are you, how are you living right there? Like what I know everybody's like, okay, well, what, how'd she live? Well, how'd she, would you eat ramen noodles with the kids every night? You ran out of cat. Yeah. What, what, what? yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, I, I, fortunately my husband was able to segue into a sales job that, I that see. was, was good for us. Okay. Okay. Um, but All was right. it a desirable situation? No, absolutely yeah, okay. <laughs> it would, it would have been much better if it were something that were, that I was being compensated for the eyeballs that I was generating for LinkedIn. This is pre Microsoft though. So this is before, I see. before Microsoft purchased and actually LinkedIn reached out to me before that. Oh, what was that? They told me that there were like 300 engineers working on the app. It was before the app. Um, and they reached out and, and, and said something about, I don't know, the, 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 the encouraging me to write more, encouraging me to do more. Interesting. Yeah. They did that with, and they do that often. Like they, you know, people who, who are influential, they'll, they'll reach out to be involved in various, um, programs that they're running or whatever, but that was before the purchase. And then come to find out like a year later, boom, the purchase happens. So what were they doing? They were trying to generate more, 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 get everybody really in a frenzy to attract as many eyeballs as they could before, uh, before going up for sale. Now, this is, this is an interesting time in your life. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm trying to kind of envision this. This is, 
you had wrapped up that company, you, you're, you're writing and sharing on LinkedIn, that's starting to get traction, but that's not making you any money yet. Your husband's got this sales job, which is kind of paying the bills, but it's not the life that you used to have. You're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm gaining followers and I like sharing, but this ain't paying me anything. What am I going to really do with my life? I'm not sure. Meanwhile, my husband's getting on my nerves. That's starting to crumble a little bit. Am I, is this, am you I got close? it. You, yeah, that was pretty good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. And, and then, then, and then what, that segued, then what happens? Yeah. Then that segued to um, a digital marketing company called Common Sense Health, I where see. we specialized in helping um, health and wellness organizations present themselves online. And that was in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, through every, everywhere. And because I still had, had that passion for, and I still do have that passion for healthcare and alternative healthcare and, and things of that nature. So that, that is, that is what segued then into people actually paying me for my knowledge. Got it. All right. And, and yeah. did your first husband have ownership in commonsensehealth.org? He did not. Oh, it's just yours. Great. Okay. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> so now you, now you own, was that, was that what you would call a marketing agency? What, what was the yep. definition? Okay. Sorry. Right. A digital, did, a digital marketing agency, strictly digital. Yeah. All right. And now you're making money. People, clients are paying you. It was, it was, yes. And it was going, it was going well, but it was not, you know, you know how you can look back on what you did and say, oh my gosh, you know, how cute, how cute it was that I, that I did it this way. <laughs> it, it was, it was not nearly as um, structured. Uh, it, it, it was, it was haphazard uh, okay. in, in terms of a, in terms of a, okay. of a business structure. I, I was counting on people coming to me rather than me having something built in for outreach. All right. Plus you're trying to raise three boys and three. I didn't, by the way, I didn't ask you, oh, yeah, or let's see, what was it? Two, two, girls, two girls and a boy. So to, yeah, so you're, you're, between the two of us, it's three boys and three girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're raising the kids. All right. So then what happened? Yeah. So, but you're gaining traction, you're gaining followers, you're learning, you're sharing, you're following your passion of wanting to help people, especially in the health and wellness space. All right. And then what happens? Why talk to me. So then I started getting a lot more notoriety on LinkedIn. So then I would have people ask if I could speak at events talking about how I did what I did at LinkedIn. I would have people like, asking cool. me, yeah, <laughs> like what? Are you going to pay Somebody... me for that? You're going to fly me out? <laughs> All right. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Let's just take a pause right there. The very first time somebody called you and said, hey, we want to pay you to talk to us about how you got big on LinkedIn. You're like, Okay, well, this yeah. is a new revenue stream. I'm okay, like, how yes. much should I charge? What should I? I don't even know. How do I lay uh, this out? So that you know, okay. like the typical me, you know, I research the heck out of everything, and then I, you know, I have to know every single You're detail like, about every single thing before I do it. And but that friends, that really was the segue. Your friends are like, you're, you're telling me, like, I'm gonna fly to, I'm gonna find somewhere to teach people how to use LinkedIn. And I'm like, what? What are you talking? Do you get paid for that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know what? The, the the thing the thing though is. So good. I, I, I like to interweave my, my personal experience like that, that particular event was a women's empowerment event. Okay. So for women in business, what is the, 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 the fastest route between where you are and where you want to be? Well, it's the people within your network, right? It always is that. So yeah. what if you had the ability to 
um, reach out globally rather than just in a 30 mile radius or, or whatever. So that's kind of the angle that it took. And I, and I've got to say, even with what we do now is, is partially, yes, we do this thing that creates this, you know, this service that, that, that creates this, this result, but ultimately it is helping these business owners really drill down into what it is they're, they're, they're offering and what it is they're doing. So it's kind of a, you know, there's, there's a psychological aspect that, which I'm sure is with what you do as well, big time, right? You need to be able to understand where people are coming from. So it wasn't exclusively just, Hey, teach us about LinkedIn. It's more so, you know, teach us about business acumen, teach us about being able to I build see. solid networks globally, teach us, um, you know, how you pull it all together. How, how do you do this whole digital marketing outreach thing? Like how, like we've been spammed. We know what that is. Um, you know, what, how do you do it right? You know? So, so yeah. it was all encompassing. Yes. And your experience at this point then, right. First of all, you, you, you were an entrepreneur, you had a business, you were a CEO started and stopped a business. Then you had the marketing agency and then you got a huge following on LinkedIn. So now you got a lot of credibility to be able to say, Hey, listen, I know what I'm talking about. Look at this, look at right. this track record. Yeah. I love that. How did you transition into talk to us about the birth of linkability? And by the way, for the listeners, just so we're on the same page here, it's linkability.us. Linkability Correct. Yes. And, and can you take new uh, followers? I guess you can have followers. You probably don't know if you can have connections, but Kim Peterson. I can't, Stone, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I only have like 14,000 connections and I have oh, like okay. 230 something thousand followers. So followers, you don't control. You don't, you don't con control. They, they need to find you. Connections are like the door is open. Yes, I would like you to be my connection. So I never did those games. You know, a lot of people do games on LinkedIn and they, and they, and they, you know, they, it's the shiny object syndrome. You know, you, you, you do something that accomplishes nothing. And we, we really aren't interested in that. We're, we're interested in doing things that, that accomplish something. So, um, 237,000 followers. That is mm -hmm. super impressive. I mean, really, it, like, it, wow. it's, it's, it's powerful in that um, we are able to tap into that group yes. to ask them what's going on. Like, for example, we did, we do this every year. We'll do a, um, a question and answer, you know, what's top of mind? What do you need the most help with? What, what's going on? And that's very, very powerful to tap into. What we yes. found at the beginning of this year is like 75, I think between either 75 and 95, I think it was 74% of people were interested in finding new job opportunities for a variety of reasons many, many, many different reasons, but it's powerful. And then, so we launched a newsletter uh, moving forward back to basics in January and within, oh gosh, I don't even, it was like a couple of weeks. There were like 28,000 followers. I think now there's like 40,000 followers. Um, and then we're moving that them over to a Substack product, uh, the moving forward newsletter where they can get weekly updates. And then eventually we are going to offer live sessions. So rather than just serving the bigger companies or the midsize companies that can pay for monthly marketing or training or whatever, this is going to serve those people who maybe don't have those resources, but do need the help. So we were able from, from that followership to ascertain what it is people need and then create the product that meets those needs. Can you give us the three minute, whatever, 30,000 foot linkability. Give it to me. What is, what is linkability 
for the listeners we, that have we, never heard of it. Go for it. We are a boutique B2B digital marketing agency. So we help organizations of, of all sizes or individuals within those organizations accomplish their objectives on LinkedIn. That could be, I want to be a thought leader and speak internationally. I'm launching a book. I am um, creating a program or starting a company, or I own a company and I need to educate these people and get these people for leads. Um, I need lead generation. Uh, I need my profile redone. I want you to help me do an event on LinkedIn. Whatever your objectives are, and most people aren't aware of all of the things that LinkedIn does. They focus exclusively right. on the feed and they right. say, oh gosh, you know, let's do these videos and get on the feed. That's great. That's a part of it. Yeah. But that's very difficult to track back down to, to ROI. And we do the things that absolutely do that for businesses so or individuals or both businesses both. individuals both okay both yeah both. individuals entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that's not uncommon at all okay. so seeing people within a larger organization that have bigger objectives they're wanting to position themselves um, there's a lot of that that we do is your most common phone call hey i want to get more leads from linkedin so i can close more revenue is that the most common request I think it's interwoven with, we really need to dominate our market. We, because if you don't, someone else will. So yes, we need leads, but we also need to be the guys that you go to for X, Y, Z. So sometimes, you know, we will create a hashtag and push that hashtag in conjunction with other things that our clients are doing. Maybe they are attending a trade show. Uh, we may reach out to all the attendees on the trade show and say, hey, we're gonna be in town, You know, come see us at booth, whatever, uh, let's meet for coffee. We, we help amplify and maximize their, their presence. And, it, and, and nowadays it's quite common, someone's gonna scan your LinkedIn before hopping on a phone oh. call with you oh, yeah. or getting into a meeting with you, right? Yes. So it yes. has to be spot on it's not a resume. It's, it's what are you offering to your potential partner or, or team member or, or audience or lead. So in answer to your question, Steve, it, 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 you know, yes, lead gen is a big part of it, but it's more sophisticated than that. We don't do any automated anything. There's a lot of companies that do automated. Outreach. I can't stand them. I can't stand, I can't so stand annoying. The, 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 the chat bots and the auto yep. messages. Yep. It, ru it ruins. Think about that. You, you, you work 20 years to get your career to where it is. And then you turn it over to a bot and it's destroyed in a couple of days. I had a guy reach out to me. He, he reached out and he goes, Hey, um, we've created this, this new chat bot that will talk to the other chat bots. And that way you're, you have a chat bot that talks to other chat. I'm like, what? No, like, I had, I had a about? real like, world. No, like, no, no. I, was like, I had no. a real world example <laughs> of a guy I met on LinkedIn and he's here in Idaho and we were looking for solar power stuff for our house. And that's an investment. That's not yeah. an inexpensive thing. Right. Yeah. So we have him come out and he comes out and he measures everything and he gives us a proposal. So he goes through all that effort coming out, spending an hour doing the proposal sends me a text. Hey, did you get a chance to look at the proposal? I sent him a text back. Yes. I have a question on ABC. You know, it's like a $30,000 thing. I, just give me some details on this, yep. this, this. Yeah. I'm in a bot. I, what I get back was, Hey, here's an article on why it's so great to have solar on your house. <laughs> I hate that. And Hey, and it wasn't just one. It was oh like God. three. 
I hate and it. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. If, if, if that's what you think of the, the time that I've spent with you, yes. I'm so sorry, but out, I, I blocked him on LinkedIn. I'm like, I no, no, thank you. I do People not don't understand. I, just, I don't, I want the listeners to know. I, I do not answer a single automated message ever. If no. I, if I even smell that it might be an automated message, you're not getting a response from me. <laughs> right. I hate it. Okay. Right. Um, we could go down this chat, but I don't want to, we could talk 30 minutes on how I hate that. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me, let me ask, um, is it, are you targeting small to midsize companies? What, what's your target audience from a company perspective? And then maybe what's your target as an individual executives or what's your target? So we've worked all spectrum. So we've worked with startups and we've done very well with startups um, as well as some of the largest companies in the world. Um, what's more fun, the sweet spot is definitely uh, people, people who have the resources to put towards an investment, right? Okay. So whether that's a funded startup or, or okay. an organization that's already making money um, yeah. to about 200 million, like 200, okay. after about 200 million, it becomes less fun and more Red too tape. many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. It just takes too long. It just is, it, it's, 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 it's really not that it's not that fun. So yeah. we, we tend to shy away from those. I, I really enjoy how really, really what, what, what jazzes me is the types of people that we really help are people who are very accomplished. They are passionate about what they do. They love what they do. And they're focused on that. They are not focused on looking beautiful online at all. They don't care. They haven't done it. And, and they realize they need to do it. I see. Gotcha. But they just don't have the skill set, and they just aren't interested. And so we the help them come to Exactly. Exactly. So we help them next level their positioning okay. Okay. and and do all those digital things that they just don't want to deal with so if i have a five million dollar uh i don't know small plumbing served company at, but i don't even have a linkedin profile you can help that person set up an online presence to maybe take the business up another million or two or whatever Yep, exactly. Okay. We, and we do it, we do it for individuals, we do it for companies, we, we, we can do training within large, larger organizations. That's generally what oh, works better oh. for those guys. Okay. So you okay. can take the, the, the sales team and do training for them or the recruiting uh -huh. team and do training for them. So we do recorded trainings that, that, it, that deals specifically with them. You'll, you'll see a lot of people in this space have their, their course, right? So they, they, they have their course, they have their, their videos that they recorded right. six months ago, yes. but unfortunately they're no longer valid because the machine is changing every single day. And it really yep. depends, yep. you know, if you're, if you're in London, LinkedIn will likely be performing differently than if you are in Iowa, because there just are different things that they roll out at different times. Um, and you have to be mindful. So we do the research and the due diligence and we, we do training based upon our client specific okay. needs. Long-term contracts, month to month, or how do, how do I pay? Month to month. Um, we, we do have, you know, people, people like to lock in like three, six month chunks just to know they have the, the, 
the space that they're that they're good. Um, and we prefer at least a three months with typical marketing, you know, you really kind of need to, to have that three months to, to get up and running, but we don't have long-term contracts. No, we, we want, we want to be happy working with our clients. So we, we do need to make sure that it's a good fit for our team. Um, and we want them to be absolutely thrilled with the results. So you don't, you don't get that by holding people's feet to the fire with the contracts we found. It just isn't very helpful. Couldn't agree more. I always tell people, I'm like, listen, here's the deal. It doesn't really matter what the contract says. If you don't want to work with me and I don't want to work with you, it's over. I don't. It... Right. For sure. <laughs> and who's going to, who's going to pay the money to enforce the contract? I mean, exactly. It's, what is come on, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. What? Yeah. Who's going to do that? Um, okay. Very good. How, how do you mind sharing how big the company is? How many employees or what, what's the size of the organization? So there are seven of us total and mm -hmm. we are, there's four of us here in Idaho and everybody else is remote. Everybody's in the States. Um, and people have been with us for years. I mean, we, we, don't, we tend not to churn and burn through people. Um, and right. we are, we are a, you know, the, the initial pass with, um, with Lightforce, the objective was to build it up and scale and sell. The objective here is not. Is this a, is this all. a lifestyle business? Is this just a lifestyle Very, business? Well, li not lifestyle <laughs> in that I, I get up in my pajamas and, and work two hours a day. Uh, not, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> We definitely do the work. Um, so it's, it's definitely not that, but lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're, not looking to, here, you're, not, you're not trying to scale it and sell it or take on a partner, or raise cash. You're not in none of that. No. And, and that's another thing too. Like we are very, very, uh, we don't do debt. Uh, we, we pay as we go for things. We actually secured office space. Um, whatever 2019 it was the 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 whatever the the first pandemic year was and we we did the opposite of what everybody else was doing we actually secured office space and we love it i mean it's fantastic because our internet is more consistent and we have a place to get together and gather um and so that's wonderful but prior to that everybody was just working independently so when when everybody went to at home work we had already been doing that for years so we were helping our clients kind of segue into that and helping them move forward. That was a very, very busy year. The past two years have been very, very busy for us. Do you do you have your office now? And are you, are you at the office right, right now or at yep. home? Oh. Yep. Yep. At the office now. Okay. Very good. All right. But you do have some people who work remotely. Okay. Very yeah. good. It sounds like, a, I mean, Hey, lots of people need help on LinkedIn. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know, Ryder Flex, we're a recruiting firm, right? So we recruit people and visit with candidates every day for a living. And, uh, you know, we see shitty LinkedIn profiles all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I know my point is yeah. that a lot of people could, a lot of people need help. Same with the company profiles, right? It's, I, you know, I mean, I see it all the time. I, and, and the biggest mistake I see individuals make, I guess I was going to ask you this question and I'm, I'm answering it for myself here, but I want to get your take on it as well. The biggest mistake I see from individuals is somebody between 50 and 60 years of age that had a long career, maybe 15 or 20 years at the same company, maybe another switch here or there, but they felt secure, they felt comfortable, they were in the same place for a long time. All of a sudden, they're 54 years old, 55 years old, boom, they're laid off. They haven't spent yeah. any time on LinkedIn. They've spent no yeah. time networking. They've spent no time yeah. building relationships. 
And then they call me and they're like, well, I, how, how do I, I'm going to tell them to call Kim from now on because <laughs> we don't ride yeah. a flex. We're not, that's, we don't do that for a living. Uh, but they, then they're like, well, I guess I, I guess I should start networking. I'm like, okay, you should have been doing I know. That years ago. <laughs> I know even the terminology, you know, how you describe what it is that you did that oftentimes needs, needs a facelift. And, and with, with yes. it, I'm glad you brought that up though. The, the profile up level, we actually did not advertise that, that we did that. We were more of the marketing agency. So we were uh -huh. doing the, you know, right. all of the articles and all that jazz. Right. But that was as a result of doing the outreach that we did earlier this year. We're like, you know what? Let's throw it on the webpage because a yes. lot of people are asking. We're not oh, even man. like we do it like, oh, yeah, we can do that. But we have a very sophisticated process that we go through where we we do um, due diligence on keywords and all of that. So the objective being when mm -hmm. someone Googles your name, boom, you pop up and you clearly look like the person that does X, Y, Z. So that that is really the foundational thing that needs to happen, I believe before you start getting out there. And I agree with you. Those are the people I feel very, um, the engineering, healthcare, legal, um, operations, manufacturing. I mean, we, so many industries that people who you just described fall into that category and they just are very overwhelmed. Um, and they want to learn and, and we can help them do that, but they don't want to do the whole process of leveling up their profile. Yeah, they don't want to do it or they don't have time or they don't want to mess with it. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this uh, episode, you know, uh, linkability, I think, and, and talking to Kim and her team is a place to go because uh, they can help you get up to speed, especially if your profile is behind or outdated or you just don't know how to market yourself or network yourself because you, you said it, you got to be seen. You have to be seen. It's just like mm -hmm. a billboard. I always tell people, I'm like, it's a billboard, man. It's just like seeing the subway billboard when you drive down the highway. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. And so many people, a lot of people need help with it. I would say, I don't know what the percentage is, but the majority of profiles on LinkedIn are not good. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the they're doing for, a disservice the, yes. to, the, to the people who have put you know, so many years and, and so much effort into doing a great job at, at what they do. And it's just not depicting that and they are being drowned out by people who do understand digital they're they're they, maybe they've done their accomplishments are are infinitesimally small but they look huge digitally there's that aspect too so there's a lot of things going on um there's a lot i did a keynote on this like in 2019 about how critical it was to stake your claim and 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 make sure that you are present it, and that was pre-pandemic and sure enough, boy, when that hit, that there was just a flood of people saying, help, help, help. We really need help. How about so, biggest, uh, biggest mistake you see company? I know, I know this is what you, the service you sell. So I don't want you to give away a bunch of free advice, but the biggest uh, mistakes companies make with their company profiles. What do you think? Uh, they, they don't have one. They have one incorrectly set up. One of my favorite stories is a client. They've been clients for like four years. They originally had their their corporate pay, their corporate page set up as a personal profile. So they're a $170 million company. Um, or no, like a $250 million company with with 170 employees, and none of them could could connect with it because it was a profile, not a page. So there are certain things like with the URLs and the settings and, and how you have all of that, yes. and it's incorrectly set up. So it's just not doing anything for you. Um so that, that probably is, is the biggest thing. And then it would be just not doing anything with it after you have it set up. 
not encouraging your employees to take action, not, not posting, not sharing things that you're already sharing someplace else. You just want to multi-purpose them on LinkedIn, just so you have that stake in the ground when people check it out, you, who you are and what you're about is being clearly explained. One of the things we do at RiderFlex is uh, we, uh, if we do a company post, you know, this is a tip maybe for the listeners. If we do a company post, we will send out a memo to the team and just say, hey, just FYI, Mm-hmm. not not mandatory of course you your your linkedin is your personal property you do not have to like or share you do not have to comment we just fyi wanted you to know here's a we, we dropped this on the company page if you want to right. share it and like it great um if you don't want to that's cool too that's how we do it i don't know what you recommend you can boost it on the page as well so you can you can boost it directly from the page so everybody that is connected with your company will be notified you can also tag people so it's a it's a it's a fun place to, you know, if you do share, you know, oh, it's Friday afternoon and we're all heading to the ball game or whatever, you know, you can tag yeah. people from the company page. That's generally a lot more effective than than um, sharing. Sharing generally like kills the algorithm when you when you share, which doesn't really make any sense. You you would think that that you would want that to happen, but it it does kind of kill it. So they can they can share some of the information or create their own posts to get additional visibility you can tag them on the corporate um site so they can make some comments there and that can kind of um beef things up a little bit but linkedin is always paying more attention to individuals than corporations as far as what is going to get what is going to get visibility so if if you post something and then if you do in that memo say hey here here's what we're saying about this event that we've got coming up we're going to be attending this this event it's going to be great if you want to share great give them the wording and give them a couple of graphic options hey if you Mm -hmm. want to post about this or whatever go right ahead so then they can do it from their profile and then tag the company so you may find you may find an increase a a bump in visibility in doing it that way great tip let me ask you a couple of things here i know we're getting we're edging up on our time i want to get a couple of things in here what are your thoughts and opinions on fun type personal posts on linkedin you know back in the back when linkedin first started i would see people put a post up of their wife or whatever like i put it I put a post up of me and a Kim. We were at a campsite one time and I was like, Hey, taking the weekend off, you know, shot of me and Kim in a photo. It's one of the most liked posts I had all year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But a lot of people are like, Oh, this is not Facebook, blah, blah, blah. What are your thoughts there? Oh my gosh. You know, I have a love hate relationship with all of that. You see, you see a lot of, you know, TikTok and Instagram and, 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 and flipping it over without a whole lot of thought right? There's just a, a quite, because there are certain photos of certain things that you put in, you're going to get more likes. And I don't think we need to go down that rabbit hole, but yep. There are certain things that you put a picture of it. You're going to get more likes. Um, I, I always advise people, you know, what is, what, what is in alignment with your personality? What is in alignment with your brand and what do you feel comfortable with? Don't do something that you're not comfortable. Um, it varies wildly between industries, right? Uh, if you're in a highly competitive industry, if you are in a highly regulated industry, so there's no across the board. Yes, do this, don't do that. You really okay. do need to decide what what works best for for you. That being said, anything that is company wise, that even if it's something that's cute, I I, I and I really don't do this personally because I. 
I'm a very private person and I really don't post about myself that much. And I know it's to my detriment and people tell me all the time I really should, but I don't, but I did um, this past Christmas, uh, Brittany Carter, who was our director of operations snuck into my office and decorated everything. It like, I walked in and there was like little balls and little candy canes and little, so she's a Christmasaholic. She loves it. And she's so cute. So I came in and I just snapped a quick picture of her decorating the office and posted that on LinkedIn. So, but I felt like for me that worked. So do what works for you. I think the camping thing, that's part of your vibe. That's part of, of, of who, what you're yeah, all about. Your wife is, is there with you. That's fun. That's great. You know? Yeah. So if, if that works for you and if that feels good, do it. Okay. How about this one? Um, here's a, here's an outside the lines question. <laughs> Okay. What are your thoughts on this, uh, the, the whole cancel culture and censorship oh. and, and companies like LinkedIn being able to just wipe, wipe people out when they uh, don't fit a certain narrative? What's Kim's thought, thoughts on that? Oh, goodness. I think that <laughs> I think that innovative people always win. I think that there are workarounds. I think that people are smarter than that. So you're on rented ground in LinkedIn, right? You're on rented ground in Facebook at any true. given time, they can shut the doors. They can kick you off. They can, they can do whatever they like. That's true. Okay. Well, I, I mean, if you've been following what happened with Twitter, yep. um, wow, yep. things happen when you do that. So I think that innovation wins. And I think that people, people will take initiatives to work around and circumvent um gatekeepers you, mean, you that, mean you mean like elon musk saying okay i'll just buy twitter then so that people can say whatever they want yeah <laughs> yeah because you can't you can't say oh i'm all about free speech as long as you agree with everything that i say <laughs> yeah it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way and it really and does it it really does no. it. And by the way for the for the listeners and this is not uh, i want to make sure kim and i are being super clear not talking, not taking any sides on left or right or political. No, or anything, no, anything no. Like that. It's just the whole, the whole like, yeah, like, oh, this is a free speech, free speech platform. No, it ain't. <laughs> right. No, right. It ain't. And, and I, Elon, Musk, I always, Elon Musk is like, I'm just going to buy the damn thing. That's pretty funny. I, I deleted Twitter for the month of April and I, I picked the wrong month to delete it because I was just going too far down the rabbit hole, but I love Elon Musk. And I, and I was yeah. following when he was doing all of his yeah. tweets, asking questions about the, the, the modifications yeah. that, that should be made. I think it can be really a, a force for good. And, and, and clearly it is such an incredibly powerful um, exchanging of, of information platform as is LinkedIn. I mean, for business, it is incredibly powerful. And I think yeah. of it in terms, you know, I, I want to use the technology to better mankind, better my team, better my client base. I I'm not interested in having it use me. Gotcha. So that is that that's kind of my, my positioning. And I think more people are waking up to the fact that um, we, yep. we do need to be more mindful and, and take control and, and do the things that we need to do to make sure that all the work that we put in um, is not in, in vain. And, and, you know, there's not a, a dictatorship that's controlling who gets to talk and who doesn't get to talk. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, Kim. Last uh, two questions here. You're first of all, great career, awesome experience. Love everything you're doing. Love it. Love it. Based on, your life so far if you could call the 18 year old graduating high school and tell her anything based on what you've learned what, what would you say 
Oh my gosh. You know, I, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would say anything differently because I, I, I absolutely did not listen to anyone at all. <laughs> I, I really didn't. And, and so I forged a path that was, that was rocky and challenging and, and, and risk laden and, uh, and interesting and informative and, and life shaping. I don't think that I would tell myself anything different because okay. what, what I did good, bad, and indifferent led me here. I don't, I don't regret. I don't second guess. Um, was it messy and sloppy? Absolutely. You know, was it beautiful and pristine? I don't think that that exists. I don't think that right. it, that it does. I think that's a fallacy. I think we all have those, those hairpin turns that we're going around. So no, I think I would, I think I would just, and, and that's harder though, as a parent, because you don't want your child to go through all of the, um, the, right. the, the potential pitfalls, but no, I don't, I don't think that I would, I okay. think I would just let her, let her go. Final question, Kim's core purpose in life right now, moving forward, uh, aside from grandchildren and children and husband, let's set, let's set that over here for a second. Mm. Kim's core purpose in life, aside from immediate family, what is that? You know, I, I really like to help people see and experience different, different ways of, of, of bettering what it is that they do. How can we do this better? How can we make you more efficient, more effective, more well-rounded, more whatever it is? How, how can I, how can I leave that impact on the world, whether it's for um, young people that I mentor or it's for clients, you know, think outside the box and, and look at different ways, look at what's going on, be a critical thinker. I really am hugely passionate about that. Please don't just believe everything that's on the surface of, of, of what you are seeing, please do research and please. So if I can impart that with the work that I do, um, I, I'm very, I'm very passionate about that. It just, it just up levels everyone. Uh, and I really enjoy that process. Kim, thank you so much for sharing your story and being on the Rider Flex podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's been a pleasure.